Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are locked on, Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you can find anywhere. Thank you, as always, for listening and making this the fastest-growing podcast network in America. You can check out the rest of the great Locked On Network, Locked On NFL, Locked On Fantasy, and Locked On Cowboys to get you ready for Sunday. And please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, and the Android app, and also please check out my work over at PackerReport.com. With the promotional stuff out of the way, we have a big show for you today. On second down, we'll take some nuggets from this Packers-Cowboys series. Third down will be some history lessons. And fourth down, Donald Driver has a TV show. But first, it's first down. Is this Green Bay offense ready to break out? Or is this Packers offense going to continue its struggling ways? From one hand... You could say that this Packers offense really is ready to break out, and I think some of that was evident against the Giants on Sunday night. Look how close this team was to scoring at least 40. On on the second drive, James Starks dropped a screen pass. Now, the pass wasn't well thrown, but he probably should have made the catch, and if he catches it, he probably scores. The O-line has got the... uh, It's the left side of the line against the right side of the Giants' defense. They had that all sealed up, and Jordy Nelson has his guy pinned at about inside the five-yard line. So if Nelson can sustain that block, Stark scores. Moments later, uh, it's the overturn Randall Cobb touchdown. There isn't a good replay of that to see if that was a good call. And I, I know Rodgers was ticked off about that, but there wasn't a good call. NBC was late um, getting to the play. And the uh, the NFL's game pass in the All-22 format, the camera guy there also was late getting to the play. And he basically, it joins the play rather than running to the line of scrimmage, it joins the play just at the snap. So it's hard to see if that was a good call or not. Nonetheless, there's that play. And then after the play after that is the Jordy Nelson drop pass that turns into an interception. If nothing else, that play gets to the 10-yard line, maybe a little bit further. The third quarter, Jordy Nelson's second drop, a crossing route there that passes a little bit behind him. Got to catch that pass. But even the worst case, if, 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 it's, a, if it's a catch and tackle, uh, Nelson gains 20, and the ball's up to the 45-yard line. Maybe he gets more. If, it, if the ball hits him in stride, maybe he gets a little bit more out of that. Either way, it's a drop and a three-and-out punt. Then late in the fourth quarter, with Green Bay going for the clinching touchdown, Richard Rodgers drops the ball, and, and, and the Packers settle for a field goal. So, you know, the, that first Nelson drop, it's at least three points, and it's, it's possibly seven. The third quarter, the, the, the uh, second Nelson drop, who knows? Um, you know, maybe, maybe they, they maybe they score in that one. That's that's a lot of projection there. Obviously, that fourth quarter drop that that's that's a touchdown off the board. So they got they got two field goals on on the on the first Nelson drop and the Richard Rodgers drop. That's two field goals they scored rather than two touchdowns. That's eight points there. And you know that other that Nelson drive maybe they get some more points out of that one. So if you give him completion, if you give Aaron Rodgers completions on those three, 
Well, first of all, Aaron Rodgers' final numbers, 23 for 45, 259 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. If you give Rodgers completions on the two Nelson drops and the Richard Rodgers drop, that goes to 26 of 45 for at least 304 yards with three touchdowns and one interception. So clearly a much better game. And you know what? If, if Rodgers has those numbers and if nothing else, the two, the, the, uh, they, they get touchdowns on, on the first Nelson drop and the Richard Rodgers drop, and they end up with uh, eight extra points and they get 31 instead of 23. So if they score 31 and Rodgers throws for 300 and three touchdowns, I'm not talking to you about this right now. I, I found a different first topic for the day. But you know what? This is, is this just who they are? We're in a long time of this, right? We're in a long time of, you know, we're on, we're on more than a calendar year. They're, they're, we're in more than a calendar year of, are they close? Are they close? What's going on with the Packers offense? And, and at some point, aren't you who they, aren't you Dennis Green and you are who you thought we, or what are Dennis Green's? We, they were who they thought they were. Well, I mean, is is that possible that this is where we're at? And then Aaron Rodgers is a mediocre quarterback. The receivers are overhyped. Is it possible that we're, we're to this? I mean, look, the Giants' defense stinks. They have no run. I mean, the run defense is fine, but although Green Bay exposed that too. But look at their secondary yesterday or on, on Sunday night. Eli Apple, the rookie corner, the number three guy, but you know, basically if he would have been a full-time guy because based on Green Bay's offense, he played less than 10 snaps before he dropped out of the game. Uh, Veteran Dominic Rodgers Camardi wasn't quite full speed. He got through the game, but and they had an undrafted rookie safety starting because their number two and three safeties were out. I mean, now that that's a defense that's ripe for the picking. And then you combine that, the Packers pass protection was unbelievable. And we when we talked about this in yesterday's podcast. Rodgers really only, only had to run for his life twice out of 40, what, 45 dropbacks. He really was only in trouble twice. When you, when you get that kind of protection against a beat-up secondary, that should be monster numbers. And once again, this offense couldn't come back to it. They, I mean, they, they just couldn't get it done. And not only that, you know, we, we talk about the, the one Nelson drop leading into the interception. Well, you know what? The Giants dropped an interception, too. A pick six by that undrafted rookie, Anthony Adams. If he catches that, he's gone because he is going full speed when that ball gets to his hands, and he probably scores. So what? Green Bay could have scored a lot more points, yeah, but it, it could have been worse, too. I'm going to give you some Aaron Rodgers numbers here. He is at 56.1% completion percentage. 56.1, that is 31st in the NFL. After the 2014 season, he was number three all-time at 65.8. So he's down almost 10% over the last this season compared to where he was through the 2014 season. And then that's just mind-boggling. He is 28th with 6.30 yards per attempt. 28th. Right now, he's number six all-time at 7.9. And again, through the 2014 season, he was third all-time at 8.2. Behind legends Otto Graham and Sid Luckman. So again, 8.2 to 6.3. That's 1.9 yards per attempt. And right now, he's still number one all-time passer rating, close to over over 103. Right now, 19th at 87.7. So again, you're talking compared to what he was for the 2014 season, he is down almost 10% completions, 
1.9 yards per attempt. And at one point, he, he and he's down about 20 on passer rating compared to what he was after the 2014 season. Aaron Rodgers, heading into the 2015 season, Aaron Rodgers points per start, number one all-time, 28.21 points per start. Since then, it's 23.3. Again, that's about five points a game difference. And he's at 24.5 this season. That is number 12 in the NFL. The Packers are 12th in the NFL in scoring. Green Bay, 25th in yards and yards per play. 27th in passing yards and passing yards per play. 18th in interception percentage. Again, these are these are numbers where Green Bay is, you know, usually top five in all those things. And they're and they're just piddling along. And look at look at Aaron Rodgers versus his opponent this week, Dak Prescott. The uh, the uh, rookie, uh, the uh, late round Cowboys quarterback, and Prescott's last four games, he's at seventy percent completions in all of them. Aaron Rodgers' last seventy percent completion game, week two of twenty fifteen. That's like eighteen games ago. If you include the play, if you include, if you, uh, include playoffs, that's eighteen games. Prescott's last four passer ratings: one hundred three point seven versus Washington. 123.6 versus Chicago, 114.7 versus San Francisco, 117.9 versus Cincinnati. So that's four in a row of over 100. Aaron Rodgers, 18 games over the last calendar year, two games over 100. It's, I'm just, it's flabbergasting. And then here's this and Jordy Nelson this year. Again, this is probably all going to improve, but... There have been 81 wide receivers who have been thrown 20 passes. Of that group of 81, Nelson ranks 62nd with a catch percentage of 52.5. That's 21 out of 40, including 4 out of 13 against the Giants. And he's also 68th in yards per target. So Rodgers is, you know, you could argue that Rodgers is force-feeding Nelson the ball. And to some extent, maybe you can understand it because, you know, you know he missed the preseason and all that, but it's time to win football games, folks. And you know, look elsewhere if you need to. I mean, 21 out of 40 is not good enough. It's just not. I mean, 62nd in catch percentage and 68th in yards per target, not good enough. So is this Packers offense close to getting going? I don't know. I mean, based on what you saw against the Giants, maybe. You know, what gives you a, a, maybe a glimmer here is the Packers have played unbelievable football in October where they kind of hit their stride after the first quarter of the season's over. And, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see if that... Um, kind of a long time trend there continues, but at this point, I'm I'm more inclined to think that this is the Packers' offense because it's the Packers' offense. I, 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 I I'm not sure how to explain it. It, it. it just at this point, you you are who you are, and they, at this point, they're a team that they're good enough to give you some hope and some glimmers and put together some drives here and there, and good enough to probably win some football games, but they're not good enough to string together drive after drive after drive, game after game after game. I'm sorry, folks. It's it when, when you're playing this kind of football for a calendar year, I just think this is who you are and where this is kind of the, the new normal for this offense. By the way, the Packers are four-point favorites to beat the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon, over under 47 and a half. If that kind of stuff interests you, you should really get on the action and play like a pro at mybookie.net. It's the most exciting online experience for sports fans. MyBookie features real Vegas odds and incredible player props in every football game. Has the game already kicked off? 
MyBookie has live in-games with odds updated in real time, so it's never too late to make a play. And MyBookie is optimized for smartphones for nonstop action for people on the go. So go online to MyBookie.net and sign up today and use promo code PACKERS to be entered into their million dollar prize pool. Or call 844-722-2387. Join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest, only the best, only in my bookie. Sign up today. On the second down, and this is the game of the week. Cowboys 4-1 at Packers 3-1. As the NFL season enters week six, there are 10 teams with one loss or fewer, including uh, only one unbeaten team, that would be the 5-0 Minnesota Vikings. Um, and of those 10 games, there's only two featuring those one-loss teams, and Dallas at Green Bay, of course, is one. Atlanta at Seattle is the other. How about those Falcons, by the way? In the last two games, uh, they've uh, knocked off the last, or they knocked off last year's Super Bowl teams, Carolina and Denver, back-to-back games. That's pretty impressive. Um, Dallas, of course, is is led by quarter, rookie quarterback Dak Prescott, who we mentioned earlier, and rookie running back Ezekiel Elliott. And they're alone in first place in the NFC East. Dallas is the first team in NFL history to have a rookie quarterback with at least 1,000 passing yards and a rookie running back with at least 500 rushing yards in the team's first five games of the season. Elliott has been unbelievable. 546 rushing yards, the fifth most in NFL history in a player's first five games to start a career. That's not impressive enough. Check this out. Here's the guys ahead of him. Eric Dickerson, Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, and Billy Sims. That is a great list of running backs. And Prescott is the first quarterback to start and win four of his team's first five games since Joe Ferguson of the Buffalo Bills in 1973. Pretty pretty remarkable stuff by a couple of rookies. And to me, it's fascinating. What, I mean, what do the Cowboys do? when Tony Romo's ready to go. It's, you can't make a change, can you? But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys have to do. I, 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 would, I would think Michael McCarthy's probably pretty happy he doesn't have to make that decision after, having to, after dealing with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in 2008. Not, not quite the same thing, but not, probably not too far off either. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers, 49-12 and 12 at home in his career. That includes last week's one against the Giants. Including the postseason... Rodgers has won four consecutive starts against the Cowboys. Nine touchdowns, no interceptions, a 112 passer rating. Eddie Lacy's done well against the Cowboys, too. In his last three games against Dallas, he's topped 100 yards all three games. And a total of 366 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And obviously the Packers are going to need... Well, they're going to need Lacy to get healthy. I mean, we've talked about the running back situation here the last couple, couple days. If Lacy can't play, it's James Starks, who's struggling like no get-out and... Um, Maybe they're taking tryouts at the uh, Hudson Center on Friday to see who else is the backup. So, man, heck, maybe you can maybe you can uh, <laughs> maybe you can play for the Packers this week, uh, given the state of their running back car. So, it's it's going to be a great game. We'll have a lot more on this matchup this week. We'll have a behind enemy lines segment and a uh, a lot more of an in depth personnel breakdown coming up later this week. This segment of Lockdown Packers is brought to you by PackerReport.com. Members receive ten percent discounts on tickets, ten percent discounts on gear. And they get to read the world's best preview, the post-game numbers piece, and a lot of exclusive content, including yesterday when I went to use the uh, NFL's All-22 film to break down exactly how the Packers stopped Eli Manning. 
If you go to packreport.com and sign up for the monthly option, you'll see a promo code pop up. Type in packreport21. That's packreport21 and get a free month. On a third down, that would be some Packers-Cowboys history lessons. Hey, they're wearing their throwback unis this week, so some blast from the stuff, blast from the past stuff seems appropriate here. Green Bay leads the series 17 to 16, thanks to a five-game winning streak. The Packers are 11 at four at home, including four straight. In their last three home games against Dallas, 90 to 21. On Sunday, the Packers will wear a recreation of the team's uniform from 1927 through 1948 for the second time. And the first time would be that great, great game against San Diego last year. Uh, in case you don't remember, it's a navy blue uniform with gold. Includes a yellow yoke across the shoulders with faded gold pants and high navy socks. I'm reading this right from the press release, by the way. Um, for what it's worth, Green Bay 8-3 and three when wearing their historic third jersey. Including each of the last five. It's 2010 and 11, then 13, 14, 15. And seven of the last eight. And the five wins in the third jersey since 2010, the Packers have outscored their opponents 169 to 72. And as I mentioned with the Riders uh, stuff a little while ago, October has been very, very good for this team. They've won 11 straight games in the month of October. That is the longest current streak in the NFL and the second best in team history behind the 16th straight from 1928 through 1932. So with all that, Green Bay's got to win, right? <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, we're going to have a lot more on this matchup later this week. I, I think, though, just to kind of touch on the, this, the key to this game has to be Green Bay's run defense. And this is the matchup of all matchups this week where you've got Dallas has the number one ranked running attack. Green Bay, the number one ranked rushing defense. I mean, Dallas is averaging almost as many rushing yards per game as Green Bay has allowed rushing yards through the four games period. Something's got to give it, and chances are, It'll probably give in both areas. I mean, I don't think Green Bay's run defense is, is, a, is a joke or a fraud based on weak competition. But Dallas's offense is really good. That O-line is, you know, the best in the NFL. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's any debating that. And Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, he is, he is the full package. And I, I remember talking to a scout before the draft. And, and I'm certainly not the only person who put this out before the draft. But Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. I mean, he is big, he is fast, he will run you over. And as you saw on that touchdown run last week, if he gets in the clear, forget about it, you're not catching him. And finally, this brings us to fourth down, and Double D is back on TV. And I'm talking about Donald Driver, the hero effect. His new TV show will premiere on the Oprah Winfrey Network. That'd be OWN, if you're looking at your uh, cable TV's channel guide, OWN, on Saturday, November 12th at 10 a.m. The series, of course, is hosted by or co-hosted by Donald Driver, who happens to be the Packers' all-time leading receiver, a member of the Packers Super Bowl 1945 championship team, and, as Mrs. Packer Report would be quick to remind me, Dancing with the Stars champion. As you probably know, Dr Driver runs the Donald Driver Foundation, which serves underprivileged children and families. And he's written four children's books, those quickie series. I remember getting one of those from my nephew, who just loved it. Sadly, though, he's turned out to be a Lions fan. He's from Detroit. Don't hold it against him. Said Trevor in the press release uh, hyping his show. Every morning when I wake up, before my feet hit the floor, I pause in my bed and pray to God, how can I change someone's life today? The Hero Effect shows amazing stories of selfless people and organizations that are changing lives every single day. I was excited to be a part of this journey, and my high expectations were exceeded every time that we visited these incredible causes. This show inspires me to do even more 
and I hope it will inspire our viewers in the same way. Um, the show is produced by Dolphin Entertainment and presented by the United Way. The Hero Effect is a docu-series that brings to life the stories of ordinary individuals who are making extraordinary differences in their communities. Shot on location in 10 communities across the country, each episode brings audiences real-life stories that build on United Way's credo to fight for every person in every community. The heroes featured in the series were identified in part through nominations from the 1,200 local United Ways across the country. Each episode concludes with a call to action, encouraging viewers to visit HeroEffect.com and connect with their local United Way or other community-based organizations to create positive change. Said Bill O'Dowd, the CEO of Dolphin Entertainment, Donald Driver was the perfect choice to co-host The Hero Effect. America knows him as a Super Bowl champion with a big smile and an engaging personality, but he's also a passionate philanthropist and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And on that level, he relates so well to the heroes that we, pro that we profile on The Hero Effect. We're excited for the world to see Donald highlighting these stories of these amazing people throughout the series. Driver, I think, is really the perfect host for a show like this. I mean, as, as all of you know, I mean, you, you saw him interviewed at his locker a thousand times. You saw him hauling off Brett Favre after touchdowns. I mean, the guy is, the guy's got the world's greatest smile and he's an, an infectious personality. And, you know, I, I know this is what he's been shooting for is to, is to, you know, create a brand for himself. And, and so, so good for Donald and, and really a great outlet for him to, to, to do so good. And this, this, this is a, I was going to say something bad here. This is a messed up world. I almost didn't say messed up though. This is a messed up world. And, you know, this presidential election is doing us no favors to changing that. And it's doom and gloom everywhere you go. And, and, a, and a bit of good news. I mean, just like just like watching the NFL on Sunday is, is a great escape. A bit of good news and a TV show with all people getting shot and killed and, you know, dropping F-bombs and everything else. You know, I think I think the world needs more of this kind of stuff. So good for Donald. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the show. And that will do it for today's episode of Locked On Packers. Be sure to come back tomorrow for a lot of Packers-Cowboys talk. Check out, again, the, the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network and my work at PackerReport.com. Have a great day, everybody, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.